0: Lord, I thank you for um seasons, Lord. I thank you that we can look forward to fall someday, even though today it will be 98 degrees. And I didn't get to wear my scarf like I planned. I thank you, Lord, that you um, give us friendships that um, can be a mirror to us, God, and show us um, and remind us uh, the ways that we reflect your character and the way that we can um, look to you to change our character, Lord, to be more like you, Jesus. That's what we want to be. We pray that you would use his time to mold us and shape us. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. So today's key verse is in Psalms. It's Psalms 56.3 that says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And so I want to camp out a lot in Psalms today, but I also want to give us some time um, in the context of where David was when he wrote this. Um, So we'll also be in 1 Samuel 21 here in a bit. Um, When David wrote this psalm, he was likely in his 20s, and he had just fled um, King Saul because his buddy Jonathan had warned him, No, my dad really is after you. He really is planning on killing you so proud. And so David flees, but the first place that he runs to, um, in 1 Samuel we see, is he runs to the temple, and he asks Abimelech for the holy bread, and they share the holy bread with him because he has nothing to eat. And then he says, do you have a weapon? Because I don't even have that with me. That's how fast I ran. And Abimelech says, well, I have here the sword of Goliath. And that was the weapon he had there. And I thought that was interesting because we you know that David killed Goliath, right, with the sling of stone. And he actually, if you go back, I reread that story in preparation for today. And he actually used Goliath's own sword to cut Goliath's head off. So they come onto to that sword, and now that's what David has in his hand. And so that's where we'll pick up here in... Um, Samuel 21, David has that sword. And David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart and was much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them, and he pretended to be insane in their hands, and made marks on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle rub down his beard. Then Akish said to his servants, Behold, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to behave as a madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? And then chapter 22 continues that David departed from there and escaped. And so um, what doesn't jump out on us, just reading that straight through, is that Gath is actually the hometown of Goliath. So here's David running away from Saul. He's already been anointed king, so he knows that God has that for him, for his future. And he runs to the hometown of Goliath with Goliath's sword. Not very smart, right? And so he's depending on his own strength um, and his own uh, mental capacity, you think of an idea how to get out of that place, right? So he acts mad and insane. And I can't imagine having to do that enough to be believable, but in that time period, like, having anything on your beard was really bad. It was like, beards were the pride and glory of men back then. So, and I guess that's coming back around. Uh, so having spit on his beard was just like icing on the cake of, like, this guy really is nuts. What are you, what are you bringing to me? So the cultural implications of that were were pretty crazy. Um, they were also um, probably thinking that he was he was probably rather silly to come to Glasgow town with Glasgow Sword, So that really added to the story. But uh, where we jump in into Psalms is where David takes his fears to war. So he's been um, if we start there, I think the slide starts with a. The little prenotes notes that come in our songs. Yeah, that first part. It's not the verse, but it tells us um, the context of that chapter. So it says, To the choir master, according to the dove of on far off terribly, a victim of David when the Philistines seized him in Gath. So this tells us um, the sweet, sweet reminder that songs are songs, right? So David wrote this as a song. Um, and I'll go ahead and jump right in and talk about what it means for us. Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long, an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long, they injure me, they injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, and they lurk. They watch my steps, as they have waited for my life. For their crime will they escape. In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. My tears are in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, In God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. And so what this passage pulled out for me especially is that fear is an opportunity to put our trust in God. We do this by speaking truth to ourselves, just like David's um, song. he's saying the truth to himself he ra- reminded himself of what he knew to be true and he wasn't he wasn't shying away from the real harm that he was facing and the real things that were going on in his life um, so this gives us the opportunity in our own lives to I think really backfire the plan of the enemy when, when fear comes over us usually it's sudden in, in my own life it's usually something sudden it's usually emotion based um, an emotional response to my circumstances. And yet, I can, I can give that opportunity to God by push, letting it push me to God instead of letting it push me in a downward spiral of everything's terrible, everything's going to get worse, you know, life's out of control because that's not the truth. We know our God is in control. Um, so we can use that for an opportunity to trust Him. And secondly, I see from this passage that we can silence the voice of fear by the Word of God um, because in this psalm right here, verse 3 and 4, it says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. It's not that I'm never going to be afraid or that I should experience shame, like, Oh, you stupid, you're afraid. That's not what he does. He says, When I am afraid, I'm going to choose to put my trust in you. And then he follows that with, In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. And so if we're not in this word, we're not going to have a like stand on uh, because we're going to be relying on our own memory. Um, to carry us through those places of fear. And it also carries on later in 10 and 11. In verse 10 and 11 it says, In God whose word I praise in the Lord whose word I praise in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. And so this just shows out to me is that as he's um, experiencing this fear of being chased for his life, um, he knows that God is for him. And he points that out as we see, um, in, let's see, in verse 9 it says, in in the day what I call, this I know that God is for me. And so I want us to just practically, I want to give an example of something I do um, in my time. Um, the Psalms are a great place to go when you don't know where to go in Scripture. And so I jumped to um, Psalm 139 and it's really, it's really a familiar passage for us, but if you just will grab a sheet of paper, you can use the sheet that you have, um, around you now. I want to read that over you. And if something jumps out at you from this song that is a truth, just go ahead and jot that down and then after I read it um, up on the screen we'll kind of find the truth on the chart. So we'll hold up on the chart for just a second. Uh, so let me read this over you. If there's a truth that you need to grab, uh, write that down. It says, oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, and I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me in the light about me night, even the darkness isn't dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day. For darkness is as a light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in the secret. Intricul- intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. And in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet were none of them. How precious are your thoughts, O oh God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. And so, next text um, up on the screen, you kind of see a chart. Sometimes it helps me, when I'm reading a familiar passage, is to write down the truth. And then since we know that to be true because it's the word of God, I can then say with certainty that the opposite is the lie. And so this practice kind of helped me realize some of the things that were playing in my head that were lies. I wasn't catching them through the filter of God's word. Because sometimes the passages are so familiar to us, uh, we miss it. So I'm just going to read each of these, the truth, and then a the lie that might be playing in our heads or sometimes even in the background. The truth is, you know me referring to God, God knows me. Um, The lie is that no one knows me. The truth, you understand me. The lie, no one understands. The truth, you are before me and behind me and your hand is on me. The lie, I am alone. The truth, I can't get away from you. The lie, I need to hide. The truth, you are with me in the highs and the lows. The lie, I only have company when things are good. The truth, your hand guides me and holds me up. The lie, I am aimless, I'm going to fall. The truth, the night will shine like the day. The lie, the darkness won't end. The truth, you made me with purpose and you know all of my days. And the lie, there is no purpose. So... I hope that this week too, Do grab a screenshot of that or I'll I'll post it on our Facebook group as well. Because um, this just brings us to, and I'm crying almost reading these, because I hear these in my head. And I don't realize that I'm thinking that way until I put them through the filter of God's word and say, Okay, if God's word is absolute, absolute truth that I know it is absolute truth, then anything that I'm thinking or anything that I'm basing decisions off of that's not on that, is a lie and I'm gonna stop I'm gonna start catching these lies through that filter. I always picture my I have a purple um strainer that has lasted since God was. and like other ones we got for our wedding they already got like rusted and thrown out and I always picture that purple strainer <laughs> how is this magnetic so they lasted. But I wanna run things through that filter um of God's word, every thought, so that when I'm reacting whether I'm a number eight or four or three or whatever I am because I can't figure that out yet. Um, I'm not using anything except the word of God as my basis for truth. And so I want to just finish with um, the last point from the psalm number three uh, is that remember that God is for you. Um, David reminds himself of this there in verse nine when he says, that this I know that God is for me. Um, he keeps our tears, He keeps count of our tossings. It points out like when we're laying up at night and we can't sleep, when we're tossing past count the times you're turning. It's just amazing to me how much he cares uh, for us. And so that that um, same story is also brought up in Psalm 34, if you want to read that later. Um, David says that he sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And so when we're looking for that um, that deliverance from fear, And we're looking for ways to put our trust in God. Um, The way is to seek the Lord. And so I I pray that that encourages you and challenges you and um, opens your eyes up to to maybe spend some time uh, in the songs um, in your personal time that you you have, or if you're like me and you're nursing and rocking a baby and hoping to entertain a three-year-old or two-year-old at the same time, pull up on your phone. We are so blessed that we have stuff that we can just turn it on and let somebody else read it over us. Um, and so I pray that we do that this week and that we are reminded just how much He's for us. And that, um, if we need to be reminded of that, that we can pull up that person and say, But this I know, this I know, whatever it is that's going on in my life, whether it's the highs and lows of French entrepreneurship or the highs and lows of military wife, or this I know that God is for me and God is for you. So, um, I'll go ahead and pray real quick, for them and then we'll break out into the session Sweet Jesus, I tear up when I read your word, because it is the only thing we have that we know is absolutely true, and yet it gives us the best message that you are for us. So I just pray that everybody in this room God would just know how much they are loved by you and by those around them that they would be encouraged in their their day-to-day monotony and in the day-to-day excitement that we get to experience as moms. God, that you would just uh, hold us close and remind us uh, to use your word as that strainer, that we would strain any thought that comes in our heads through the truth of your word, and that we would start catching those lies that are maybe being repeated, and that we would bring our fears to you, Lord, that that when we, would, when we are afraid, um, that we would choose to put our trust in you, God. Because you are big, and you are strong, and you are for us. And it's just, in Jesus' name I ask. Amen.